The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We, we've seen some good, we've seen some bad. Um, and I think more than anything over the past few weeks, we've seen a heck of a lot of change in the way we work, the way we communicate, uh, the way we are doing things, and, and just you know how we're going about our, our normal days, because they're not normal anymore, you guys. Uh, today in the Edmonton Journal, Heather Klimchuk writes about how our community is changing because of COVID-19. The former prov- provincial cabinet minister and MLA for Edmonton, Glenora, joins me this afternoon. Hi, Heather. Nice to hear. Nice to talk to you. Hello, Jay Lynn. Nice to, nice to hear your voice. How have you been holding up? How have things been in your world over the past few weeks? Well, it's it's been interesting. I, I, I'm, I am thankful I have this opportunity to write, number one. I have a son who's finishing university at home. Um, so it's the house is, is quite a bit busier. Um, and, and just trying um, uh, to keep things in perspective and probably not eat too much. Probably my problem. <laughs> yeah, I had I had mashed potatoes for lunch. I mean, when does that ever happen? My no goodness, uh, Heather. Just before we get into the article that you wrote today, mm-hmm. I just uh, for a second, if you don't mind, I want mm-hmm. you to put your political cap on here for sure. for a moment or two. Um, we've seen polling numbers come out uh, over the past couple of days and approval ratings right across the board, high for our political leaders at the federal level, at the provincial level. Um, your thoughts? on on how this has been handled uh, so far by those who are in, in those positions right now. You know, it's the time we're going through is just so unusual and, and so shocking, actually. When I look at the leaders that we have um, all across um, Canada and with our Prime Minister, um, for many of them, um, it's it's the, their their leadership is is driving us through this crisis. But it's also the people behind them um, that are are supporting them in in the bureaucracy and the uh, you know the volunteers and all the advice that they get so that's something when I look at the at the leadership we're, we're getting whether it's um you know our premier premier Kenny or, or premier Ford um, I look at my experience is I look at the people that are supporting them and I have to say um, from Alberta's perspective there's incredible people putting in hours of work to guide our leaders um, and the leaders need support absolutely so I think this is one of those moments in our history um, when we look back, you're always going to look back and see how we we will be judged or how a leader will be judged. So I think that, that I'm proud of how Canada is coming together, and that's really important as we go through this. Can you give us a bit of a, a bit of insight during times of, of crisis, what it looks like? Um, if we were to, if, if I was a fly on the wall in uh, in the ledge right now, what would I see? What would what would be going on? I mean, just the amount of work and support you talked about. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people forget about that. We see Premier Kenny, we see a few ministers out there, but um, there's a there's just a huge amount of folks 
in there getting that information to them to get it to us. Is yeah, and that's, that's so so true, Jillian. Um, when I was um, in government, I was part of the uh, of the emergency cabinet committee during the flood in 2012 mm-hmm. in Calgary, and that to me that was uh, an incredible experience. But we were supported by the deputy ministers committee, committee as well as the emergency emergency cabinet committee, and then of course there's the regular cabinet. So there was always um, uh, people meeting um, the emergency cabinet committee is is meeting probably once a week uh, sometimes twice a, a week virtually and then in face-to-face if you can so all of those pieces are put in place when you're when you're in that situation and as a minister you um, it's up to you to support your fellow ministers and support the premier and and then encourage your team your deputy minister to to work with him or her and figure out the best information to support Albertans and when we, when the floods happened and ravaged um, so many homes in Calgary, one of the first things we did was to get um, uh, gift cards out to people right away yeah. so they could quickly go buy groceries or, or all those things. And, you know, no power, everything goes bad in your fridge. So it's all those little microscopic details that that have to be handled and managed and tuned. And, and those meetings are absolutely critical. And a lot of extra hours are being put in by many, many people. Heather Klimchuk joining us this afternoon, of course, a uh, former provincial cabinet minister, former MLA for Edmonton and Glenora, was Minister of Human Services, also served as Minister of Culture and Community Services and Minister of Service Alberta. Boy, that's a busy place right now, too, that <laughs> ministry. Yep. Heather, um, but I didn't call you to talk about politics uh, for, our, for our full-time slot here. I wanted to talk to you about um, the, um, the, the piece that you wrote that was in the Edmonton Journal uh, today. You've been writing for the journal for, what, about a, a year now? And this was your last column? Yeah, for about a year and a half, and it's my uh, last <laughs> column. So I was happy to be able to pre- to present another perspective on the on the pandemic that we're in. And yeah, so it's been it's been a great gig uh, as a as a freelancer. You know, these things come and go, but it's just been a privilege <laughs> to be able to have my voice um, um, that people can hear all across Alberta. And you were trying, and and, and, and remaining positive. Um, mm-hmm. You could almost hear, you know, the smile that I can hear in your voice right now <laughs> comes through on the in the newspaper as well, Heather. I just have to say, and you talk about, you know, the fact that you, you say that um, you, you wanted some positive thoughts. You talk about humanity being tested, and who you choose to be during COVID nineteen. Can you expand on that? Because I really like that thought. Well, it, it's funny when we go through a, a crisis situation and we all handle it differently and um who you you know who you choose to be are you going to be a change maker are you going to be no no are you going to be complainer are you going to um sit and watch are you going to get become engaged so when i challenge people about the role they want to play it's really critical that you know what you can do with your families and to keep your families together first and foremost but it's also about um uh, the roles we play, but how we play as well. That's so different now. How we're interacting with our children, our older children or young children are, are interacting with our, our friends and family. So when I uh, when I wrote that article, I thought, there's so, mu- so much goodness going on right now and we're in a good, you know, it's early on. We've got a long road ahead. When I look at um, uh, what we're, what's going to be facing us, it's about our mental health and right 
right now, our mental health is it's fragile for all of us, and it's going to get even more so. So I want people to be able to, to find something that, that drives them, that makes them feel good about getting up in the morning. You know, I get up and get ready for the day and put on my red lipstick, and I'm good to go. <laughs> um, so it's, a, it's, it's about doing something, and there's so many unsung heroes in our, neighbor, in our neighborhoods. I look at the community league meetings that are going on, um, the nonprofit meetings that are going on, um, all the volunteers quietly doing their work, and then the Facebook groups that are launching, and some of the magical things that are coming out of there. My most favorite thing is the bread truck. Have you heard about that? I have not heard about the bread truck. There is a bread truck, and it'll d- deliver bread and all sorts of yummy stuff to your house, and it's, a, it's by the popular bakery, and uh, a, an old uh, bakery that's been around for a while. And I thought to myself, now this is really cool, just to be able to, a business, just saying, okay, what can we do to help, to help Edmontonians? And they'll bring bread to your house. Hmm. Okay, well, there you know what? It's it's all those little things, isn't it? It's all those little things. You're talking about, and, and, I, and I've heard this um, mentioned by a few people, saying that um, this pandemic, um, is, you know, some people are looking at it as a, as a gift of, of time, and yes, mm-hmm. it's going to be more difficult the more time that we go through this, um, but it, there's... there's, there's there's there are things that we can learn to do while we're doing this we might put something in place actually there was an article in the national post today and it was uh, titled shakespeare wrote king lear in quarantine Mm -hmm. what are you doing with your time i thought that was interesting as well i mean some people are and it's hey it's it's okay to do nothing it's it's okay to stay at home and watch netflix all all day whatever Mm -hmm. it is but it's also an opportunity to maybe do something that you've always wanted to do yeah and, and that's so true when i when i talk about the gift of time it's so this is such an ironic moment in our history because it's forcing all of us to pause and how many times have we all said oh i'm too busy oh i can't do that no nope, sorry and now we can say well yeah i can do a zoom call with you i can facetime with you i can you can have some real moments uh, on social media for sure but it's also about um yeah finding finding your passion and finding something that that um you coming out of this you might you might improve your skills in a certain area um i also look at the collaboration that's going on between nonprofit agencies and that just blows me away and i'm just so happy to hear that the homelessness um uh, issue with uh homeward trust and boyle street and all of them coming together and working so hard um on this file and we know that unfortunately there's probably going to be more families that are going to be experiencing some hard issues with rent and, and things so i'm i'm viewing it as an opportunity just to kind of uh, you know look at my own life and say okay what do i need to do next right because um Heather- there's, there's lots ahead of us Heather, I need to take a quick break here. Can you hold the line? Because when you when I come back, I want to talk about some of the things that you're concerned about, some of the things that you're sitting sure. back looking at and going, and you touched on a couple of them, homelessness in uh, in, in this community mm-hmm. um, and, and the, the arts and culture community as well. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take a break here. Let's talk about that on the other side, okay? Hold on. We'll be back with more right after this. 
joining Heather Klimchuk joining us this afternoon, uh, writing her last article in the Edmonton Journal titled "Our Community Is Changing Forever Because of COVID-19." And you know, looking at some of the positive things, but uh, you know, some of the real challenging things as well, Heather. And I wanted to tackle this with you before we run out of time. Uh, in the column, you talk about a number of things that you're concerned about, and I think a number of people, a lot of people out there, are concerned about it. We know homelessness in uh, Edmonton is still a, a major issue. We know that the mayor and city council has said that this is a priority for them. Um, you're, you're talking about the nonprofit sector, arts and culture as well. If we were just to start with the homelessness, you know, where do we need to go on this file following what we've been dealing with over the past few weeks and will be for the next few months? Yeah, and and uh, certainly the area of homelessness, as I said, um, the, the, the agencies that are working together in, in incredible collaboration to, to work us through this crisis is, is something that I hope continues. Um, you you know, some say when you have a crisis, you, you want to um, uh, make it make the world better, and I think we can in this case because um, we have a lot of temporary situations, and if we can move from temporary to permanent, that would be fantastic for so many families that, that don't have a place to live. And um, the way the Expo Centre is set up with um, um, having a, an isolation area for, for individuals who, who might have COVID ID and then have other areas available. And I saw a clip on the news last night, and what's happening is many of, of our vulnerable are coming in and getting support for a health issue or uh, any, uh, and there's um, social social workers there as well. So in an ironic way, um, they're getting support that they never would have received if this had not happened. And I'm, I'm talking about support, like sitting down and having a conversation, figuring out what, what this person needs to to um, to, stay, to stay alive. So that's, to me, um, the homelessness issue is um, my good friend of mine, Tim Richter, with the Canadian Alliance Stand Homelessness. He said housing is health care. And yeah, he couldn't have yeah. said it better. You know, Heather, we know that there's a lot of nonprofits out there, a lot of charities out there really hurting right now. When mm-hmm. you can't have lottos and bingos and you can't sell 50-50s, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, it takes a huge, huge hit. We know that we we have seen that, uh, you know, the, the theaters are empty, arts and culture, all of that, that all of those things, musicians, they're really um, challenged right now, too. It, it's all the way around. I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that, you know, we're focusing on, on them, but when it comes to those nonprofits, I mean, my goodness, that's got to be really, really scary times there. What do they need to do to get through this, in your opinion? I think um, I wrote about the nonprofit sector in January, kind of a, a, a nice Heather kind of warning, saying, you know, you you better get your books in order in terms of um, collaboration and what you're doing, and and maybe um, amending the Societies Act so we don't establish um, any new nonprofits under under that act. I think that nonprofits um, are going to be um, there's, there's going to be less dollars going around. Number one, because of the issues with the the gaming and 
all of that that's been shut down. Um, secondly, the nonprofit sector is doing incredible work right now in the pandemic. Um, the, the the volunteers, the social agencies that are are working so hard. So what I would like to do is is to say, okay, well, let's let's learn from this, and what can we do to pool our resources and and work together even more so in the future, rather than going to our little our silos who are doing great work, but let's do better work. Um, so that's that's when I. I I, you know, I look at the nonprofit sector, the arts and culture sector. Man. Oh wow! Yeah. I sit on first Coast theater board, and I've seen the angst, I've seen the the tears, the you know, the sadness that's there. And and as a board member, we are just working hard to to uh, piece together the theater season next year for the, all the companies that we support. Um, but I'm not seeing a cohesive plan across Canada or even in Alberta, and that's concerning to me. Um, CBC announced a creative fund of $2 million today, which is great, um, but I'm, I, I, it concerns me that, that I, perhaps I've always maintained that arts, if arts and culture was as valued as much as the oil and gas industry, we'd be in a different place. Uh, yeah, you can tell that one to the Premier, Heather. Um, uh, Heather Klimchuk joining me this afternoon, former Provincial Cabinet Minister and MLA for Edmonton, uh, Glenora. Before I let you go, I mean, you, you bring up a lot of really great points there, a lot of things to, to think about. Uh, what have you learned through all of this over the past few weeks? Well, I've learned that, that um, what have I learned? I've learned that my cats like having us home, and they, they're trying to break into the den as I speak. Um, I've learned that our family family time, as our kids are older, both in university and such, or, or once graduated, just spending time with them and playing games. Um, I'm going to be going for a walk a bit later, and just being outside, and, and just having those laughs. Um, I think that it's such an important time for our families and to get to know our kids even more so. Um, our values are shifting because of this, but the value of our families I think is going to be even more important and how we're all using technology to, to reinvent how we communicate. That's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Heather? I uh, my my seven month old grandson, uh, who we just adore. We we miss him something fierce right yeah. now. He lives, you know, downtown with his family. But uh, thank goodness for whatever app we're using that we get daily updates of video. Yeah. And I received some of that video yesterday during the show, and I almost ended up in tears trying Aww. to talk while I while I saw <laughs> the little guy having fun because you just miss him so much. But you know, uh, all of this will be yeah. worth it uh, on the other side. Heather, thanks for this. Look forward to seeing you soon, you and your red lipstick and your Thank great you. ideas and, the, and your cheery voice. Uh, look, and Thank also looking you. forward to seeing what's next for you. Thank you for this. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And look after yourself. And please, if you're feeling sad or isolated, that's, that's okay. But reach out for help, everybody. Thanks, Jalen. Yeah. You betcha. All right. That's Heather Klimchuk joining us uh, this afternoon. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Hippo says, Jay, sure sign of spring. Just saw guys out on their motorcycles. Maybe a bit early, don't you think? But can't really blame them. No, it's. I would say it's It's still really early and still a lot of crap on the roads. And those potholes, my gosh, pretty dangerous can be. But every year we see it. Uh, we see it uh, all the time. Uh, people just can't, get, can't wait to get out there. Sam says, hey, girl, um, I'm weighing 
a trail in the bush cutting wood. The snow is two feet deep. If I get stuck, that's 100% isolation. I hope your family is well. Uh, and enjoy your program. That's Sam Crow. And uh, he said he was going to go on to donate $300 to the food bank. We all need to help out a bit. And Sam, good on you, Sam. And uh, we thank you for it. Those 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 things, those, those little things that you're seeing, that you're doing. Is there something during this time that you're maybe setting a goal for yourself? Maybe you're learning a different language. Maybe you're just trying to get through. Maybe you want to lose a little bit of weight. Maybe you're working out a little bit more.